Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 24th of October. India recorded over 53,000 new COVID-19 cases, taking its total tally beyond 78 lakh or 7.8 million. 650 new fatalities pushed the country's death toll close to 1 lakh 18,000. India's active coronavirus caseload has fallen below 7 lakhs for the first time after two months, while the total recoveries have crossed 69 lakhs. Bharat Biotech said today that the Drugs Controller General of India's approval was given for Phase 3 of clinical trials for 26,000 participants across 25 centres in the country. Covaxin, the country's first indigenous vaccine, is an inactivated one created from a strain of the infectious SARS-CoV-2 virus. According to a top company official, Bharat Biotech expects to have the vaccine ready by June 2021 unless the government advances its launch through emergency use authorization. Among other Indian vaccine candidates is the one being developed by Zydus Cadilla Limited. It is currently in phase 2 of human clinical trials. Another one is Adar Punawala Serum Institute of India, which has partnered with AstraZeneca for manufacturing the Oxford COVID-19 vaccine candidate. Serum Institute of India is also conducting phase 2 and 3 of human clinical trials in the country. A study published this week suggests that the drug tocilizumab may not prevent mortality in COVID-19 patients. It is the second such study on this drug. And tocilizumab is the second drug after hydroxychloroquine that had quickly earned global popularity as a COVID-19 treatment before its efficacy came under the question in the wake of poor trial outcomes. Between May and July, tocilizumab was widely used across India for moderately ill COVID-19 patients. Even now, doctors have differing opinions on its efficacy against coronavirus. In other coronavirus-related news, the Income Tax Department today extended the deadline for the individual assessees to file their returns for the financial year 2019-20 by a month in a relief to taxpayers on account of the pandemic. Taxpayers now have until December 31st to file their returns. For individuals who require to get their accounts audited, a new deadline of January 31st is applicable instead of December 31st. 108 tribal villages in Bihar have announced that they will be boycotting the upcoming state assembly elections. The decision was made to express their fury and frustration against the state government. Last month, the Bihar police cracked down on the tribal population in Kaimur Plateau area, where they had been peacefully protesting the declaration of the area as a tiger wildlife reserve. The residents of the area have alleged that there have been consistent forceful evictions and bulldozing of crops by the forest department officials, despite an earlier stay order on the evictions by the Supreme Court of India. The protests were led by the Kaimur Mukti Morcha, who have in turn alleged that 29 tribal activists and leaders from the area have had false FIRs filed against them on trumped-up charges. Seven of the protesters had been arrested and released on bail on October 16th. Meanwhile, a four-member fact-finding committee report was released today by the CPM Politburo member Brinda Karat. Karat, in an interview with Indian Express, said, and I quote, in this specific instance, there has been criminal negligence by the Bihar government under Nitish Kumar that has not implemented the Forest Rights Act at all, that too in this area where the two blocks have over 50% tribal population. Not a single Adivasi in the area has been given a patta. Out of the 8,000 land claims filed by tribals, only 121 were approved by the state administration. Unquote. 
In other updates from the Bihar elections, RJD or the Rashtriya Janata Dal has released its election manifesto titled Hamara Pran or Our Resolution. The manifesto promises to bring overall development in the state and focuses on issues like employment, women empowerment, agro-industry, education, smart village, panchayati raj, poverty, community development and healthcare services. The manifesto includes Tejasvi Yadav's promise of 10 lakh jobs and equal pay for equal work. While campaigning, Tejasvi Yadav said, and I quote, I am promising 10 lakh jobs. I could have promised 1 crore jobs just for the sake of promise. But I am not doing that because this will become a reality in the first meeting of the cabinet. This will be the first time in the country that 10 lakh employment opportunities will be created at one go. This figure is what we require in the state's workforce at present. Unquote. Yesterday, Prime Minister Modi also began his election campaign in the state of Bihar. He talked about the NDA's work on Anaya Bihar and compared it with the misrule of the 1990s. He also accused the opposition of being anti-reform and of siding with the lulls or brokers, Naxalites and forces out to weaken the country. The Prime Minister also spoke of the Galwan clash with China in June in which 16 soldiers of the Bihar regiment had been killed. He also accused the opposition of supporting those conspiring against India. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi also began his campaigning and addressed a joint rally with RJD leader and the opposition alliance Mahagadbandan's chief ministerial candidate Tejasvi Yadav. Gandhi focused his speeches on Narendra Modi and his government's mismanagement and bad policies. Tejasvi Yadav, meanwhile, kept the focus on Chief Minister Nitish Kumar. In fact, today, Tejasvi Yadav, in an open challenge to the Chief Minister, asked him to name any one police station where cases are probed without involving bribes. On Twitter, he said, and I quote, This is a straight and open challenge. Chief Minister Nitish Kumar should name at least one police station where work is done without involving bribes. If you think I'm wrong, then you are free to ask the public during your rallies you will get the answer." Unquote. In other Bihar-related news, after facing criticism for announcing free vaccines for votes in Bihar, BJP leader and finance minister Nirmala Sitaraman said today that the announcement was perfectly in order and that a party can announce what it wants to do when it comes to power. हम आपको दिखाते हैं कि महिला शौचालय की क्या स्थिति है यह देखिए अंदर सामान रखा हुआ है और इसको आप देखिए आप देखिए कि अंदर कितना सारा सामान रखा हुआ है फिर अंदर जाकर महिला शौचालय है यानी जो महिला कर्मचारी यहां काम करती हैं उनको उनको इस तरीके से यहां आना पड़ता है आप देखिए इस लगता है कि भंडारण गृह बना दिया गया है और एक चीज आप दिखाइए ये दिखाइए कि ये जो यहां पे सामान रखा हुआ है उसको चूहे उन्होंने कैसे काट रखा ये देखिए ये आप देख रहे हैं ये जो पानी जब बोतल है उसको चूहों ने काट रखा है That was my colleague Basant reporting from the primary health center in Nalanda district in Bihar which also happens to be the chief minister Nitish Kumar's home district that, in fact, was a video report from the hospital where Basant showed us how the women's washroom with a filthy pot had been turned into a storage space infested with rats. Women workers at the hospital are forced to use the men's washroom. 
while the leaders of the BJP and the Nitish Kumar-led JDU are constantly claiming that there has been tremendous development in Bihar in the last 15 years, stories like this have left their hollow claims exposed. The state of healthcare in Bihar is in tatters. Last week, Basant, in another eye-opening report, had shown us how in Patna, which is the capital of Bihar, a state which claims to be open defecation-free, members of a Dalit community are forced to defecate in the open, barely 500 metres away from the Bihar Deputy Chief Minister Sushil Kumar Modi's house. And that is just the beginning of the issue that plagues the community. Before I move on to the next news story, here is a huge and heartfelt thanks for all the contributions that poured in for the News Laundry Sena project on the Bihar Assembly elections, because of which Basant has been able to send us reports like these. Do keep an eye out for more from Bihar on Newslaundry.com. The following news story is disturbing. Please consider this a trigger warning. In a horrifying incident, a six-year-old girl from the Dalit community was allegedly raped, killed and then set on fire. Her half-burnt body was found at her home in Jalalpur village in Punjab's Hoshiarpur. The child's body was cremated amid high security on Friday. The last rites of the child were attended by her entire village where the family demanded capital punishment for the accused. The chief minister, meanwhile, asked the DGP or the director general of police to conduct a swift investigation into the matter. The medical reports of the victim and the 21-year-old accused are still awaited. Police have also booked the 21-year-old's grandfather, 80 years old, for allegedly helping him erase evidence. News is pouring in about the accused being manhandled by people when they arrived at a hospital for medical examination. Both the accused have been booked under rape charges, POSCO Act and the SCST Act. Police sources have said that the girl was allegedly raped and killed by the 21-year-old, after which his grandfather allegedly helped him in erasing the evidence by setting the body on fire. The government has announced a compensation of 8.25 lakh rupees under the SC Act in the case. A three-member team of the Punjab Commission for Scheduled Castes and the Punjab Women Commission also visited the family on Friday. The Scheduled Caste Commission members recorded the statements of the members of the poor family which belongs to the Valmiki community. The victim's father used to drive a tractor in the fields of the accused till a few years back. The family belongs to Bihar. BJP leader and Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman, meanwhile, used the opportunity to launch an attack on Rahul Gandhi and the Congress. Sitaraman said, and I quote, In the Hatras rape case, it seemed as though they were all going out for a picnic. The brother and sister ran towards the village. But why not in the case of Hoshiarpur or Rajasthan? The selective outrage of the party has been completely exposed. Unquote. On October 4th, Nitya, 17 years old, was found hanging at the house where she worked as a house help in North Delhi's model town. According to her family, Nitya had no reason to commit suicide. Her aunt Sheila, who saw Nitya's body, said it bore marks of torture and she alleged that her niece had been raped and murdered. News Laundry reporter Nidhi met Nitya's aunt two weeks after her body had been found. To know more about the case, read the complete story titled Dalit Girl Found Dead in Employer's Home, Delhi Police Cremate Her at Night. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Also, dear listeners, to help us continue our endeavour to bring you stories like this from the ground, stories that need to be heard, please do support News Laundry by becoming a subscriber. We are a 100% ad-free news platform that counts on folks like you to keep us going. 
Not long after the People's Democratic Party Chief Mehbooba Mufti spoke at her first press conference since being released after a 14-month-long detention, the BJP has accused her of making seditious remarks. Mufti, the former Jammu and Kashmir Chief Minister, said on Friday, and I quote, We will raise the national flag only once our state flag is back. We are linked to the rest of the country because of this flag. Unquote. Her statement drew criticism from both the BJP and the Congress. Calling out Mufti, Jammu and Kashmir BJP President Ravinder Rena told reporters, and I quote, I requested Lieutenant Governor Manoj Sinha to take note of the seditious remarks of Mehbooba Mufti, book her for the seditious act and put her behind bars, unquote. In her scathing attack against the centre, Mufti also said that her party workers would not abandon the constitutional battle to reclaim the special status that was withdrawn by the centre in a contentious decision taken in August last year. She also added, and I quote, A robber may be mighty, but he has to return the stolen goods. They demolished the constitution. Parliament had no power to take away the special status. Those who feel we will abandon Kashmir are mistaken. I have contested elections under our own constitution. How can I contest elections when that constitution has been abolished? Unquote. And now for some international updates. Coronavirus has infected over 42 million people around the world and killed as many as 1.14 million. Recent data has highlighted the struggle countries around the world face in bringing the coronavirus pandemic under control. The US reported 80,000 infections in a single day. France had to extend the curfew to two-thirds of its citizens and Germany's death toll has passed 10,000. The World Health Organization had earlier warned of an exponential rise in infections that would threaten health systems' ability to cope. But people around the world who are tired of social distancing and the economic hardships that have come with the pandemic have pushed back against the fresh restrictions. There were clashes overnight in Italy's Naples between the police and hundreds of protesters. Just like in Bihar Assembly elections, COVID-19 has become a central election issue in the United States ahead of the presidential elections on 3rd of November. Donald Trump promised attendees at a Florida rally on Friday, saying, and I quote, We're going to quickly end this pandemic, this horrible plague, unquote. Joe Biden too promised to make the vaccine available free for all who want it, whether they were insured or not. He also said that Donald Trump had given up on controlling the outbreak. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. 